you're listening to a life-changing podcast that does a deep dive into what's behind the silence, the truth no one wants to talk about, featuring two thought-provoking professional coaches who specialize in linguistic patterns of thought, feelings, and behavior. As NLP practitioners, certified and life-changing, the dynamic duel, Stacey Cutright and Stephanie Demmel. Welcome back, friends, to What's Behind the Silence, the truth no one wants to talk about. Today, I'm here with my amazing, amazing co-host, Steph. Hey, Steph. Hi, everybody. How's how's it going this morning? Fabulous. Now that we solved the world. Yeah. Always, right before podcasting, guys, we, we do our little chit-chats and like catch up and stuff like that because Steph is in in Texas and I'm in the wonderful gloomy state of Michigan and uh so you know it's our kind of our our powwow time early in the morning it is it is well Steph what are we going to talk about today well um let's talk about overthinking today how about how about we do that boy I don't know anybody that's got that problem (laughs) me neither (laughs) Oh, oh boy. I was the queen of that for a long time, a long time. You know, one thing that we don't realize when we're overthinkers is what it really prevents us from doing, what it puts the roadblocks in. And, you know, as far as being able to make important decisions, as far as being able to just decide that we can make those a lot of times we're going around, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? This and and then we just stay stagnant and we don't do anything. And it creates more stress and anxiety. What are some other things that you think overthinking can impact us on? You know, I think overthinking really just clouds your thinking tremendously. When you overthink, it's like I I always like to say when you have a dog with a chew toy, right? That they they constantly are chewing on that toy over and over and over. And it's like, they've got this obsession with that toy. And, you know, overthinking to me is kind of like the dog with a chew toy because you cannot let go of that thought. You're just chewing, chewing, chewing on that thought over and over and over. And it, it really just prevents you from being productive on anything else in your life. And, you know, which creates all those bodily functions as well. That creates that you know, internal stress that's going on, or maybe, you know, it affects your stomach or your head or, you know, even your muscle system, nervous system. But I think that, you know, that overthinking really just, it just creates such a barrier to being able to reason effectively and really to put a perspective out there that can see multiple perspectives. So that's what I think it does. I, I think that is a perfect explanation, you know, clouding the whole world around us, right? Yeah. You know, and two, I, what I have found when personally is in my overthinking, it has really um, put a damper on some of even my relationships. And what I mean by that is when I'm stuck, was stuck in overthinking and stuff, people are like, oh my God, just move on. You know, they get tired of it. Yeah. 
because you're fixated on it. So what are you going to do? You're going to talk about it, talk about it. And they're like, I thought you came to a solution. And so it can offer some, you know, frustration. You know, some signs that um, you are an overthinker. What are some signs that you would say to people if they're like, well, I don't know if I overthink or not. Well, I would say, you know, do you second guess yourself a lot? Um, you know, do you feel like you are like your brain just constantly is going, 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 going? Is it inter interfering with your sleep patterns? It, is it causing you to forget things because you're constantly thinking about that one, you know, thought that's going around and around in your head? Um yeah, I think a lot of a lot of it it can probably just, you know, is your thinking just not clear? Is it really just kind of sporadic or is it I don't know, just to where you're you just you feel like you're just stuck, like constantly stuck on this one thought and every time you try to think about something else, something triggers you back to that thought. And then you get that ill feeling all over again, because you just, it's like that, that thought just keeps re resurfacing. What about you? I think those are all accurate. You know, one thing that people don't realize, you know, you hear people say, oh my God, I'm so tired. Mental exhaustion can be more, I mean, you could run a 10 mile thing and be, have less or have more energy if you're one of these that overthinks, ruminates, da da da, because you're, it, you never get a break. So oftentimes you'll hear people say, "I'm so tired," and if there's not really a reason why that you can, hey, I've been doing this, 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 and you're questioning, I, I just don't know why. Maybe you look at your thought patterns. You know, also, are, you know, can you look at more in a things in a positive aspect? Or are you more of a negative thinker? And, you know, that might be a way to, to also, you know, try to identify. Because overthinkers, they all, all, oftentimes are waiting for the shoe to drop or they're creating the worst case scenario in their mind instead of the best case scenario. Because if the best case scenario worked out, then they'd be fine with it. Because if they've accepted the worst case, hey, the best case is like winning the lotto. So, it's, you know, for me, it was the replaying, the replaying, the replaying that did affect my memory, like you were talking about, that caused me to be tired. And so if you are feeling any of those things, you know, you might want to think about, you know, how's your thought process? You know, are you overthinking things too much? Are you able to make decisions and, and then move on? You know, can you think of some steps, stuff that could help someone? You know, what would you tell your coaching clients if they said, no, I, and, or, or you noticed, or you were able to bring some awareness to them, that they were getting to a point that overthinking was kind of impacting their life, not in maybe the, the most positive way. Yeah. You know, what brings, uh, what, what comes to mind is this. 16 year old girl that I was working with some time ago 
And she was definitely an overthinker, which led to high anxiety. That poor young lady had such high anxiety because she would just overthink a problem. She would overthink if her mom went to the grocery store. She would overthink that she would get in a wreck. She'd get um, somebody would approach her and take her. Somebody, a storm would come and a tornado would hit, like constant overthinking. And, you know, not all overthinking is tied to anxiety, but for her, it was because she would overthink and go worst case scenario with everything. And so, you know, we worked first, you want to bring awareness to your thinking. You know, there's a lot of people out there, Stacey, that don't have that awareness to their thinking that, that if you practice that awareness to your thinking, you can then start tying in your thinking with how your body's re responding throughout the day. And so, you know, that's the first thing I like to do is bring that awareness to, you know, what's your body doing? Is your body reacting because of what you're thinking about? And so we bring a lot of awareness to the thoughts and, you know, write your thoughts down. When you're feeling anxious, write down your thoughts, do a brain dump. The other thing, you know, you might, um, the next thing I would do is I would focus on what are you going to do when you bring a, when you are aware that your mind is overthinking, what's your plan? What's your next step for, for the clients I work with, we try to tap into all of the senses, like tap into one of the, your other senses that is going to help you de, I guess, detach the thought, derail the thought, um, break the thought and and some type of physiological response, like go for a walk, go get you a cup of tea, go um, watch watch a TV show that's going to completely get you involved in that instead of thinking about what you're thinking about. And it's different for everybody. So we have to find out what works. But those are the first two things is bringing that awareness. And then what's, what's your break state? How are you going to break that thought? So those are the first two steps that I work with clients on. What, what do you think would be some of the other ones? I think those are a, a great thing. You know, I'm always one about uh, also, we can't take action without a plan. And also identifying, are my feelings really facts? Because our thoughts, our feelings, okay, thoughts and feelings can be intertwined or are intertwined. And are they always facts? You know, I have a dear sister and, um, you know, and rightfully so. She had a, had a sibling that had um, passed away in a car accident. And so every time, and of course, this is going to kind of be a trauma response too, but every time she hears a siren and we're driving, She's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I got to find out where this person is. I got to find out what this person is. I got to, and it doesn't matter if we're in a different city or whatever. And so then her overthinking response kicks in and she's lost awareness totally around her. Okay. So, it, you know, it's kind of you and I've talked about, I call, I call a little different about pre-planning. I call it pre-planning for my relapse, my anxiety, my my thing. What am I going to do to get myself back into when I recognize? And everything we do has to start from my perspective with awareness. Because if you have no awareness, then how do you know that it's an issue? 
So I love that you talk about awareness. Yeah, I think it's super important because it does all, everything starts there, everything. And you know, what I've really noticed is those that are overthinkers do a lot less planning. And you talked about planning just a second ago. Yep. You know, I was just talking to a young client um, this week and we were talking about, you know, goals and what goals do for, do for you. And, you know, she's stressed out because she didn't do her homework. So now she's failing three grades or three classes. And you know what? She's a little stressed out because she doesn't know if she can make that up. And she'll be a junior next year. And, you know, she's got plans to go to college. And she's starting to realize that how she performs in school has a tremendous impact on where she goes to college. And so she all of a sudden is stressed out. So, you know, when I was talking to her about and she was overthinking it and I was talking to her about it, and she said, you know, well, I said, how are you going to, you know, what's your plan? And she said, well, I'm going to have so-and-so help me. Never gave a specific name, never said when. So we walk through the importance of having a plan. And, but more importantly, what does that plan look like? When you set a plan, it's okay. Well, who specifically is going to help you get your grade up? When specifically are you going to allow time for that plan to to come into action and where are you going to do this? And so just kind of going through those to help her see that, you know, she can stay stuck on the overthinking of she's going to fail, 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 or she can take action through a plan and really detail out that plan. So, you know, it is, it is, I am finding that a lot of the kids I work with that are overthinkers, they don't have a plan. I, that that other young lady I was just talking about, she had got behind in school as well. And her and I still talk. We talk on a daily basis. And she still is working towards getting back to high school, her final senior year, instead of this alternative school. And we talk about a plan, mapping it out. Instead of worrying about it, take that worry away by creating action. And I truly believe that is one of the biggest things you can do for yourself if you're an overthinker, because overthinkers are warriors. Put things in action so that all those little things you're worrying about, map it out. Map out what you have to do to make yourself feel better and get the support you need while you're doing that so that you can take your mind off the worry or the overthinking and put that thoughts, those thoughts on the actions that you have to take. What do you think? I think that's very detailed and perfect. You know, what do we talk about? Being specific, right? Being specific. You know, another action step that I think is very important in everything we do is when we're talking about awareness, awareness of our thoughts and reframing. You know, one of the key parts to... NLP is what? Reframing. And the more we can reframe our thinking and put it into positive and, you know, all this stuff, it, it takes work. It's not like you can do it once and be like, well, why am I not doing it? It's constant daily practice. And, you know, rereading your goals on that, you know, working to enhance our self-esteem because 
part of overthinking is attached to our confidence from my perspective. I if think we, so. If we were confident in the decision or making that decision, whether it's, oh my gosh, what are people going to think? Where is it going to fall? Is it, if you felt confident enough in it, it will work out. So, you know, also looking at there is a component about it, about our self-esteem. And realizing, you know what, understanding triggers, okay, and that's part of having that plan. And sometimes we think, oh my gosh, is this an emergency? Is everything an emergency? Because sometimes we feel that we're put under the gun to make a decision and really we emotionally react and we, we don't make the best decision at that point. So is this an emergency? that I need to react and have a decision or do I just feel uncomfortable and maybe I need to meditate. Maybe I need to go take a walk. Maybe I need to go do something else. And that is one that I've really used on myself a lot, especially say, maybe I, I I'll give you an example. I received an email. It was, it was emotionally charging for me. The old Stacy would have said, okay, I got to I got to respond to this because it felt so uncomfortable. I need to respond to this. No, I sat there and for probably 15, 20 minutes and, and I'd have to revisit it. I'd say, Stacy, is this an emergency where you need to call an ambulance and that's why you would need to re respond or are you just uncomfortable? And so I'm like, no, I don't need an ambulance. I didn't, don't need to go to the hospital. I'm just really uncomfortable. And then that's when I put in my relapse plan into action. And it takes time, you know, doing self-discovery work, doing recovery work, doing self-improvement, self-empowerment. It's not easy and it's not linear. And that's just what I, what I have found. You know, so if you're taking a step forward today, progress. We're not looking for perfection. Just keep going is is kind of a thought I had. Absolutely. Any and thought? you know, you, you know, also there's all kinds of overthinkers, right? There's overthinkers that worry about a problem. There's overthinkers that worry about whether people are judging them or not there's overthinkers of whether something's going to happen so there's all kinds of overthinkers and again as stacy and i have said it's really about bringing awareness to it you know what kind of overthinker are you i think that's important to know do you, don't you think absolutely yeah you know, i talk a lot or i don't talk a lot i say yeah i do talk a lot um, <laughs> i'm gonna say i'm gonna i'm gonna say sister you talk a lot yeah. But I, I've talked about semantic experiencing. And, you know, when, when I just had um, mentioned about understanding your triggers, you know, sometimes people don't realize they're a subconscious overthinker. Yeah. So, you know, something might preempt maybe me getting into that repetitive thinking. However, it wasn't a thought in my head that came first. It was my body became flush. There was an experience. My heart started to race. My palms started to sweat, whatever it may have been. Okay. Then that triggers the upstairs response, which is going to be the thought process. 
And so, no, you know what? When I get into those ruminations, you know, what, what is that preemptor? There is always a preemptor to start it. Mm -hmm. And if you can catch it right at that moment, that's when you can put your action plan into, into full force. And it's exciting. It's not impossible to do, you know, the best, the easiest, or not the easiest, the most fun part of change for myself, where I used to fear and fear for me was, you know, face everything and run because I didn't know what was going to happen. Now it's like I face everything and rise. I fear a different way because I get excited instead of getting scared. It's like, okay, what's going to throw at me and how am I going to choose to do this mm -hmm. and look at it as a celebration. Are you celebrating your victories daily? Because that will keep you going. And so, you know, those are kind of some last thoughts. Any recaps? Yeah, I think, um, I think first of all, everything you said is spot on and you know, I think your journey alone has, you know, inspired so many to continue their journey. And, you know, I thank you for that. And I thank you on the behalf of the audience because, you know, your experience with dealing in recovery of trauma has been so inspiring to so many. And, you know, as we talk here, you know, we talk about overthinking, you know, we all overthink. I want the audience to know we all overthink. I have, since I walked out of my corporate job, I have been an overthinker and, you know, it's, it's easy to get stuck in that thinking. Maybe if you, um, find yourself doing that, maybe you have a life change that's causing a lot of over overthinking. Maybe there's a layoff suddenly, and now you got to overthink about money and, how you're going to provide, and it's going to cause all this worry. Maybe you have a partner, um, a friend, or a family member, or, or a peer that can be your accountability check, somebody that can help you keep things in perspective. If, if you find yourself overthinking, then call that friend up and say, hey, listen, you know, I cannot get these thoughts out of my head, and I'm hoping that just by talking out loud with you that Maybe you can help me put some things in perspective and maybe I won't worry so much. I think that's something we don't do enough because we feel like we're the only ones out there that, you know, have this problem or have this situation and nobody will understand and nobody else is going through it because, you know, I don't want to be embarrassed and share some, share my thoughts with somebody when it might make me look stupid. Look, that nobody's stupid. The problem is, is we don't share enough, but I think you'll find that, there are so many people out there that are overthinkers. And when you can have that companion, that person that can be your account accountability person or that per per perspective person, I like to say it's a perspective person to keep things in perspective. That's where I think you can really help yourself out is find somebody you trust that you can share things with so that they can help you break state that thought or put it, put that thought in perspective or even help you brainstorm ways to take action. Because when you do that, again, you're taking the thought off of whatever that overthinking is and you're putting it into other spaces. And if you can put your, those thoughts into other spaces, it keeps them from thinking about 
that ruminating thought that you've got going around. So those are my final thoughts. I have one last one. I just wrote it down. You, you, you sparked something, you know, <laughs> when you have that, I think it's absolutely imperative to have an accountability partner. Okay. And someone that you trust and feels emotionally safe where you're not going to feel judged. However, you know, because there is a component of self-esteem with overthinking, um, you know, if, if, if our accountability person kind of calls us out or, you know, pushes us, we may be one of those people that are like, oh my gosh, you know, they're putting me down or they're whatever. So when you find that accountability partner that agrees to participate and engage with you in the role that, that you're needing, let them know what your plan looks like. Let them know what you need. Because like staff, she could be my accountability partner. However, how Steph manages something or how she can perceive it, or maybe not get upset about the way that something was delivered. If I tell her, when I come to you in this, these are kind of the steps I need you to help me take. And this is how I would need you to react towards me. Because then... You know, I can get mad at staff if I feel like she's pushing me too hard because I've already told her what I need. Mm -hmm. You know, so someone that you can also have healthy communication and dialogue with. And that for me is somebody that I can feel emotionally safe with and vulnerable. And it's very important because you'll find that your accountability partner if you're real good friends, tendencies, you have a lot of similarities. So you both could help each other out. Definitely. It would be an exciting mission. That's my last yeah. thought. Definitely. Yeah. Good thoughts. So uh, our next one we're going to be talking about is taking pride in everything you do. I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. And the reason I'm excited is because I can't wait to hear what, what Coach Steph has to say on that <laughs> your perspective. So as always, friends, go out and smile and be kind. And don't forget to do better, be better, and treat people better.